Participate, engage, speak out, use your voice to be an effective advocate. The Voices in Advocacy podcast examines the diverse landscape of advocacy, exploring the ins and outs of building influence, driving change, and creating champion advocates. It's now time for the Voices in Advocacy podcast with your host, Roger Rickard. Hello and welcome to the Voices in Advocacy podcast. I'm Roger Rickard, president and founder of Voices in Advocacy, where we work with organizations to inspire, educate, engage, and activate your supporters by turning them into effective, influential advocates. And this is the podcast dedicated to the art of advocacy. This podcast is for the people that work and engage in advocacy efforts for their organizations, be they corporations, associations, trade organizations, and nonprofit causes. Now, let's get started. Today, we begin a two-part show discussing advocacy in and for the travel industry. We are excited to begin with Roger Dow, President and CEO of the U.S. Travel Association, a Washington, D.C.-based organization representing all segments of travel in America. U.S. Travel's mission is to increase travel to and within the United States. Prior to joining U.S. Travel in 2005, Roger spent 34 years at Marriott International, rising to Senior Vice President of Global and Field Sales. He has served pretty much on every board within the meetings and travel ecosystems, including a seat on the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Committee of 100. Mr. Dow served the United States Army in the 101st Airborne Division in Vietnam, where he received a Bronze Star and other citations. Welcome, Roger, and thank you for your service to our country and to the entire Travel and Hospitality Committee or community. Well, uh, thanks, Roger. It's great to be with you. Thanks for all you do uh, from an advocacy standpoint for our industry. And as they say, it sounds trite, but we're in this together, all of us. We sure are. And... uh, Folks, I have had the pleasure of knowing Roger for over 25 years, and trust me when I say he is one of the good guys and a fabulous, fabulous leader for the travel industry. Hey, let's begin by telling people a little bit more about the mission of U.S. travel, Roger. Sure. The mission of U.S. travel is very simple. It's to increase travel to and within the United States. That said, we've had a pivot this past year to survival and keeping the industry alive and getting it back on its feet. Yeah, so talk about the major effects of the last year and the pandemic that it's had on the entire travel and tourism marketplace. Well, I don't have to tell anyone on this uh, podcast uh, how bad it's been. 2020 was horrible, but let me put some specifics. Uh, The industry itself lost over $500 billion in 2020. That had an impact on the US economy of $1.1 trillion. But I think the hardest hit was the jobs. in 2019, we had 17 million people work in the travel industry. Uh, as of today, it's 11 million. Uh, so when you really look at it, that's down 34%. Uh, when you look at unemployment, even though we make up about one in 10 jobs, 65%, two thirds of all the unemployed are in our industry. So it's a real problem. And our industry is the one that's actually been hurt the most through this pandemic. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more, Roger, and it has been devastating for the industry. And uh, I know that you've you know, kind of now pointed out the negatives, but I know you so well that you're a positive guy. Uh, are there any positive lights that have come out of this uh, I think there's, industry? 
Yeah, when you think of positive lights, I think there's several things. Uh, I think uh, it's really caused us as an industry to have to collaborate and work together in every single segment, whether it be airlines, lodging, conventions, uh, DMOs, all have to, you know, work cruise lines all together. And I also think uh, we're starting to see some signs of recovery. Americans want to travel. They are saying they want to get out there. Uh, we do research with the, the top 12 research companies in America and travel, looking at travel trends. And things are moving in the right direction at the present time. Still a long way to go, but moving in the right direction. So you have seen an uptick now in, in travel. Yeah, to put it in perspective, in April, TSA was up 964%. Uh, <laughs> where it was April a year ago. Uh, TravelClick tells us that hotel bookings for the next 12 months are 4.9 million. Now we just hope they hold. And I think one of the factors is the vaccine. The vaccine has really become the tipping point to people saying, okay, I'm ready to get out there. And the other thing we're noticing, Roger, is it's a lot of short-term. Short-term is up. People are holding out to the last minute and then booking. And I, I think once we hit this tipping point, which we're just about there, I think we're gonna see things accelerate and business come back more quickly than a lot of the experts say. Yeah, and I, I have seen that in my business. Uh, one of the things that I do as a professional speaker, I, I have seen people literally booking three, three, four, five weeks out uh, in, in regards to their meetings because they now feel that it's safe enough for them to be able to hold those meetings and that people want to be back to being face-to-face. -face. Uh, so can you give kind of a, a 50,000 foot overview of uh, US travel's priorities with the new Congress and the 117th Congress? Sure, uh, just prior to the new Congress coming in, the, the biggest priority was recovery and to get the DMOs included in the, the, they weren't included in the CARES Act, but in the next package that got the DMOs included, it was a horrible mistake uh, when they put the CARES Act together. Uh, and now we're focusing not only on recovery, but stimulus. Uh, 50,000 feet, uh, the big things we're working on is infrastructure. I mean, we've been talking about infrastructure forever, but we've got to start doing something serious about that. Airport expansion, global competitiveness. Another thing uh, is Brand USA. Brand USA has been reauthorized twice. Uh, we started in 2010, reauthorized in 2014, and then again in 2019 through 2027. However, they've had a problem. Brand USA is funded by visitors, and uh, those visitors haven't been coming to the U.S., so we've got, uh, they're good for this year, but next year they're gonna have a cash flow problem. So what we need is a bridge from the government to get Brand USA over the hump for a year, year and a half, and then it'll be on its own again. And uh, because it's so valuable to bring people back. Uh, other things we're working on is increasing the visa waiver program. Real ID is a real problem. That's where you have to have a real ID driver's license. It's been delayed and delayed and delayed for past five or six years. We've got to delay it again because people can't get to motor vehicle and also picking up global entry and pre-clearance. So anything that facilitates and gets more people traveling, gets them through the system more efficiently are the things we're working on. And, and doing a very good job of working on that, I might add, Roger. Can you, uh, we have listeners that aren't necessarily inside the travel ecosystem uh, as part of the show. Can you explain better a little bit about Brand USA? its role versus what your role is. Sure. Uh, U.S. travel's role is to uh, worry about things that impede or hurt travel and amplify, amplify things that help travel. So the things that we work on are, are all basically government-related, uh, such as uh, increased number of visa waiver programs, global entry, pre-clearance, TSA pre-check, 
adding a 10-year visa for China and all those kind of things. So most of what we're doing is legislative uh, focused and, and nationally, although we do get very involved in the state level. Brand USA, although uh, we basically got the legislation passed, there's like a glass wall between Brand USA and us. It's a separate organization and Brand USA exists to promote the United States. And uh, every other developed country in the world has spends anywhere from 70 to $200 million promoting come to China, come to the Caribbean, come to Mexico. And we were silent. And so 10 years ago, we started Brand USA and it's, it's simply funded by visitors. When visitors come to this country, they electronically fill out uh, the form that they used to do in paper. And for two years, they charge them $14. $10 of that goes into a big pot called the Travel Promotion Fund. And that builds up to $100 million. And then when it starts overflowing, it goes to deficit reduction. So it's very positive from that standpoint. But the only way the industry gets a dollar out of that pot is to match it dollar for dollar. So the industry puts money in equally. And so the industry's past couple of years has put in a hundred and some million and pulled out a hundred million. So it becomes a 200 plus million dollar promotional program that is funded by the industry and by visitors with no money from government. That's important. Uh, we're the only country in the world that we're funding our own national promotional program by ourselves and with our visitors. Yeah, and they and they do a fabulous job of helping uh, to to promote and market the USA to all those international visitors. That, by the way, folks, bring in new money into our economy, and that's uh, that's a plus that trickles down through not only the national economy but na naturally the state and local. Uh, entities that receive uh, tax dollars from the money that they spend. And we'll yeah, take a little it, bit of- Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Not to interrupt, but to put it in perspective, uh, in 2019, visitors spent over $250 billion in the United States. And the nice thing about that, they spend their money and they go home. We don't have to educate their kids. We don't have to fill their potholes. We don't have to give them health care. And they spend their money and they go home and they feel better about the United States and U.S. policy. So it's, it's really an export, it's counterintuitive, but when someone yeah. buys a Dell computer or John Deere tractor, it's an export. When someone spends money here from Germany or somewhere else, it's an export because they're leaving their dollars with American companies. So it's, it's our second largest export overall and the largest services export. So it's critical to the balance of trade for America. Great explanation, Roger. And I, I, I'm sure that helps others realize the importance uh, of the size and scope of this industry and how it drills down through our economy throughout the country. And we'll take a little bit of a deeper dive into some of these legislative priorities with our part two guest, which is the Executive Vice President of Public Affairs and Policy at US Travel Association, Tori Barnes, and she will be on next week's show. Uh, Roger, National Travel and Tourism Week is held in early May every year. Right. What is the real purpose of this week? This year, uh, National Travel and Tourism Week is May 2nd through the 8th. And the purpose of National Travel and Tourism Week, and it's an annual event that's been going on for, gosh, 10, 15 years, maybe longer. And uh, it's basically unites the industry. We all come together with one voice and we talk about the impact that travel and tourism has on local economies, on jobs. And a target audience is the media, the uh, companies, uh, elected officials, and the communities themselves. And so we'll have probably during National Travel and Tourism Week, 600 destination marketing organizations like the convention bureaus around the country, all talking in their, their town, their city about the impact of travel on the economy and jobs. So it really gets uh, great publicity 
And it really gets the local people who may not be as familiar with the impact of travel to see how much travel impacts their local economy and their employment. Well, I know that I have been blessed uh, almost every single year with speaking a couple of times in these different communities to help educate them on the, the value and the importance of it. And I, I wanted to make sure you had an opportunity to help promote that since that's coming up uh, soon. Uh, share with our listeners uh, real quick what IPW is sure. and what value it brings, yeah. because I think people will be shocked by this. IPW is a the largest United States uh, inbound travel show. It's been going on for like 50 some years. Uh, and it's gonna be in Las Vegas this September. Uh, and uh, we bring in buyers of travel, the biggest buyers of travel from around the world. We'll have 1200 buyers and about 3000 people from the United States, companies, destinations, airlines, uh, Disney, Universal, et cetera, selling their products. And, and over the three days of IPW, we'll do about four and a half billion dollars of future travel. So these people are coming to Las Vegas in September to buy travel for 2023. So they're thinking long-term and they put these packages together around the world. And uh, like they may sit down with Disney and say, okay, if I buy 10,000 Disney tickets, what's my price? They go to Marriott and they say, I wanna have 30 rooms a night in the following 20 cities. And I can release them three weeks out, but allows them to build packages and it's a major, major opportunity for the U.S. to showcase itself to the biggest buyers. And because everything's been shut down, this will be the first international in-person travel show in the world. So I expect uh, once things loosen up and we're waiting for that day, uh, I expect powwow to be, I, I call the powwow, that's the old name of it, IPW is a new name. Uh, we expect IPW to be a phenomenal blockbuster and really be a real lever in bringing back international travel to the United States. I, I think it'll be uh, an explosion because I, I, I think as you had indicated earlier with some different facts and figures with the research that you're seeing uh, uh, going on, I think uh, this fall is just going to spike uh, with uh, whether it's individual travel or leisure travel, business travel, uh, meetings, conferences, exhibitions, I think they're all gonna be that. Uh, Raj, I asked this question of all of my guests, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of advocacy? I think advocacy is sales. I, I grew up in sales and advocacy is basically is. sitting down with whether it be media, a community or elected officials and getting them to understand a proposition of more travel means more money for every community, more jobs. And so when we advocate for travel, we're basically sharing the travel story with folks who can make a difference and help us build travel. And, and clearly help them understand the impact that it has on individuals and small communities and small businesses, the jobs, the growth, uh, uh, and the tax revenue that comes into these uh, destinations. If there's ever been a time that communities around the country and the, the US government understands the impact of travel, it's been this past year. Yeah. Uh, as, as goes travel, goes the US economy. Nothing ever happens to people travel, whether it's buying a, a new product, whether it's where they're gonna send their kids to school, uh, buying a second home, moving their company. It all starts with a trip. Nothing happens until travel is engaged. Well, Roger, I know you're an extremely busy man and have got a lot on your plate. So here's one final question for you. Uh, we've kind of touched upon it in different points here, but how long do you really think it's going to take for the travel industry to recover? The experts are saying 
2024-2025. I personally don't believe that. I saw after September 11th and 2008 economic crisis and natural disasters, how this industry is so resilient and sprung back much faster than ever before. I'm looking at the at rest of this year fall to be good, not great, 2000, uh, 2022 to be a, a very good year, and 2023 back to normal. That's my prediction. I think it's going to come back much faster than people think. See, I told you folks, he's an optimist, and I, and I believe him, and I agree with him. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, on a great trajectory. You can learn more about the U.S. Travel Association by going to ustravel.org. Now, that concludes today's interview. Thank you, Roger, for your insight, your commitment to the travel businesses and their employees, and for being on today's show. Thank you, Roger, for spreading the great news about travel. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Be well, my friend. You too. And now it's time for the advocacy engagement tip. Organizations and their staff are scrambling to adapt to the change all around us. You may be no different, as you may have less bandwidth in both people and time to achieve your desired outcomes. However, we should remind ourselves of proactive activities you can do now to affect your advocacy success in the future. Number one, analyze your current advocacy recruitment. Now is a great time to audit and review what you have been doing in the area of advocacy recruitment. Are your current activities providing the results you desire? Are you growing your community of advocates? If not, then why? So number two, conduct a survey and recruit. If your organization is being adversely affected by the falling dominoes related to the issues of the day, conduct a survey to even better understand their pain points. Once completed, use the results to ask them to be an advocate for you. People are more apt to react positively, positively to your ask while the pain is fresh. Inspire them to act and remind them that their actions help in protecting and defending their job, organization, and industry. If you'd like more on this tactic, go to VoicesInAdvocacy.com or call us at 480-488-9150. We are proud to have Rap Index as a sponsor of this show. Let's face it, today's advocacy arena is just plain noisy. Organizations are stretched. You need every advantage to make sure your issue gets the attention it deserves and your voice heard. The RAP Index is the best way to do just that by finding your stakeholders' relationships and engagement power. Get past the noise. Know who your people know. Go to rapindex.com. That's rapindex.com and tell them Roger sent you for a special offer. In upcoming episodes, you will be treated to inspiring interviews from leaders in the world of politics, associations, and nonprofit causes. If you like today's podcast, head over to where you find your podcasts, be that Apple, Google, or Spotify, 
You can even ask Alexa to play the Voices in Advocacy podcast. A big thank you to Roger Dow for being on the show today in part one of our two-part series with the U.S. Travel Association. I greatly appreciated his time and passion for helping others through advocacy. Well, that's it for this episode of Voices in Advocacy. Remember, you have the power to be an effective, influential advocate. Now go out and make it a better world. We hope you enjoyed today's Voices in Advocacy podcast and look forward to you joining us again next week. To learn more about Voices in Advocacy, go to our website, voicesinadvocacy.com.